This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. We had a caller earlier ask about what the Chargers are doing, how they're getting all these these big-time salaries under their salary cap. I believe that call came out of uh, Kentucky. I don't remember the exact name. I apologize. Charles. Charles? Shout out to Charles, who's probably getting his brackets together uh, for bracketology for the for the NCAA tournament. Matter of fact, I got some updates to give you on that as well. But uh, this comes from our guy, Nick Cuthrell. He covers the uh, the Chargers, and uh, he put out this tweet. Cap hits for J.C. Jackson's new deal with the Chargers. 2022, $8 million cap hit. 2023, $17 million. 2024, 19.4. 2025, $19 million. 2026, 19.1. So very reasonable this upcoming year. And even 2023 is not bad. $17 million is not bad, knowing that they can go and restructure things if they have to. I mean, if you think about it, Max Crosby's contract, and this is what I was concerned about when when it was announced that he signed that contract, because I thought, well, the Raiders are at $34 million. How much is his salary cap gonna or his his salary gonna affect it? Well, this year, the Raiders in their cap all just did a really good job. He's only six million dollars against the salary cap hit, where before he signed that contract. He was $4 million against the salary cap. So it's not much. It's not much difference. So that's a win. So that's how they're able to do it. Again, what DeMond said, the capologists, they do the gymnastics. They jump through the hoops. They figure out how to get it done, make it work. So that's how they're doing it, which goes back to my point I made earlier. And you heard Mike Sando say it as well. If teams want to get it done, they can get it done. I mean, Mike Sando said those exact words. If a team wants to get a deal done, they will. And I know we got a text message at 69187, keyword r so what are you saying? The Raiders didn't want to get it done or don't want to want to make it work? As it went to Khalil Mack, I don't know how that whole scenario shook out. I think, and this is just my gut feeling, but it'll always be my gut feeling. I don't care who tells me otherwise, unless it's Khalil Mack, John Gruden, or someone in, you know, someone that that was there and, and 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 handled it. My gut feeling is something didn't go right between the communications with Gruden and Mack, if there was any communications, because there's been reports that you know that both sides reached out and neither one responded, whatever it was. It's basically like my stones are bigger than your stone type situation, and it came to a point where it's like, hey, this dude's not going to play for me. Or it came to a point where, hey, I'm not going to play for that dude. And it just, it just happened like that. I think originally the plan was to get him under contract. Ultimately, it didn't happen one way or the other. I don't think that – I mean, if they wanted to, to get a, a contract done and kept him here, he would have been here. Exactly, because I could very easily see it playing out of, hey, I want to be the highest paid defensive player in the league. And then it's like, oh, we're trying to make some calls. And then, like, the only call that you get back is highest-paid defense player in the league. Right. Call me when it's done. Right. And that's in his agent, uh, Joel Siegel. That's what he does. Hey, look, there's no there's no negotiating. He's going to be the highest-paid player in the league or not. And who knows? I don't know. Again, like I said, don't know without being there exactly how the conversations happen. But to me, it feels like something went wrong in between point A and point B and then ultimately ended up being – well, what it is. So that's, yeah, that's, that's my, that's what I'll always believe until I'm proven otherwise. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Big Jose in San Jose. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? How's it going, bro? I'm chilling, man. I'm blessed. How are you? 
I'm over here, man. Yo, just to, like to quote the homie DJ Quick. Yo, a day in the life of a player named Big Jose. I'm just a stubborn kind of fellow with a head like a brick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go on and play. Hey, man, go on and hit that quick one time. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> hey, but my favorite acquisition of all time it is a guy that I actually call my friend now and text from time to time was Roger Craig. That nice. year when him and Ronnie Locke came over, that was like I was I was like lit. I, this is lit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was happy. Yeah, my my least favorite man. I was just not a fan of Donald Penn. You really? Know, didn't do it for me. Yeah. And then at the end there, we're out in the Coliseum parking lot a few times. He actually kind of like rolled through with his car and was giving us the finger and talking madness. They got written up. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I saw. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of he kind of lost his. His his uh, gravitas with the uh, with, with with the community and stuff. So yeah, but like I hey, and then of course you got to love it when we signed the goat, bro, Jerry Rice. Yeah, so, yeah, that that's cool. what I got from the Bay, man. Peace out. All right, there he goes. Appreciate you, my man, from the Bay to L.A. As he hit us with some DJ Quick, man, you're gonna have to use some DJ Quick for a uh, for a rejoinder or something before this show is over. That's some good stuff. Uh, let's hustle back out to the phone lines and talk to our dude Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, Fargo? Hey, thank you, Q and Devon, for taking my call. For sure. And if we're going to talk DJ quick, you can't. if it don't make dollars, it, it don't, don't make, make sense. sense. <laughs> and that's probably why we ain't picking up nobody yet. Man. Let's go. I, Let's I, go. I, that's I see, a great reference. Yes, sir. I see people out here already dragging the GM, talking about get this bum off my team. Right. Man, what's wrong with y'all? Right. This is why some people don't, don't interact with the nation, man, because y'all be off the cuff. Like, wild. What is that, man? He's been, like, six weeks he's been the GM. He's still doing due diligence on our own team. And you want him to go out there and just drop money because Twitter GMs say, that's the dude. <laughs> There's still plenty of players there. Right. Get Hayward back. He could play the zone. Patrick, Patrick Graham runs the zone. Go out there and get Gilmore to bring in the nuance for that defense. Then draft for the future. We're, we don't have to make all the moves day one. It's March 14th. A snap has not been played in the season. Simmer down, nation. And for me, a, one, a pick that, or a free agency pickup that didn't work out for me, Malik Collins, man. Yeah. He yep. was supposed to be the guy that the defense <laughs> ran through. Didn't do a damn thing. My bad. You know? <laughs> My bad. I hyped him up, too. <laughs> no, it's all good. I know. It, My it, bad. You, know, like, you, get, you get a guy who's supposed to be that guy, and, you know, we get behind our people when we sign them, and we're guilty of rolling ourselves up, too. And it's not so much that he got hyped, just that he didn't produce them to that hype. Right. You know, that's what made him a bad signing. And a good a good free agency signing, I'm going to go UDFA with Alec Ingold, man. Mm. Dude's been a trooper. Yep. Thank you guys for taking my call, and you have a great evening. All right, man. Hey, you too, Fargo. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Hey, I was hyped about Malik Collins. Boy, when they made that signing, I was still in Texas. I got caught up in the Cowboy Blue, man. I was I was covering the Cowboys so much, and I'm like, man, Malik Collins, when he goes out there and plays, he shows out. I remember being excited about that. And then Gruden said he's like the most important dude on the defense, and that's when I got concerned. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. He ain't the most important dude, is he? Like, I understand what he's saying. He's going to be a guy to push a pocket, but he can't really be the most important guy, is he? All of or one the key season. To, or the key to the defense. Oh, he was terrible. But that was, like I said, I fell for that one too, man. I was, I was hyped about it. I just knew that he was going to be a hell of a player, but – uh, no, he he was not. Not at all. Thank you, Fargo, for that. I appreciate you. Uh, got a text here from Raider Angel. Damn, Q. 
Why the Chargers always sign our draft players? I want the Raiders to get. LOL. It's frustrating, man. I feel like we always get in uh, so-so tier players in free agency. Anyway, great show, Q and Damon Raiders. Uh, thank you so much for that text. And that's just the nature of the beast, man. You know, at least you know that uh, you were looking at a good player because multiple teams wanted him, you know. And that's something that we all knew uh, going into free agency, that J.C. Jackson was going to be a guy that a lot of teams wanted. Again, I'm still shocked that the Patriots didn't franchise tag him. I mean, I'm really shocked that they didn't do that. Now, they'll go and they'll get a compensatory pick for him, and, and that'll be fine, but I'm shocked. I still, to this day, am shocked that they didn't franchise tag him because I know damn well a team would have made a trade for him. I know damn well a team would have traded for him. Bill Belichick doing right by his players. Yeah, because that's like, what he's worried about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what he's worried about. He's let like, me. yo, man, yo, JC, I'm going to let you go chase that bag. He would have got the bag anyway. That's the thing. The bag, wouldn't it wouldn't have gone somewhere else. He would have got the bag. The Patriots wouldn't try. They were trying maybe give him the bag for that one. No, year. they would. No, what they would have done is they would have franchise tagged him, and then they would have flipped him. They would have traded him, and they would have got some draft capital in return. And he would have got the bag. It would have been a win-win. But Big Bill didn't want to do him like that. I guess not. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> I would have. Hey man, this is a business. You know what I'm saying? This is a business. The reason why they say it all makes business with uh, with family is they ain't gonna do you right. Or maybe they was just like, "Yo, man, we think you washed up. Go ahead." See what they you know. Can get. They know it better than that. They know he ain't washed up. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines. Talk to our guy Sal. Sal, what's on your mind? Hey, I, one of the callers earlier stole my thunder with Jerry Rice as being one mm. of the best signings that got me excited. So I have a backup to that. I I really got excited when the Raiders signed Eric Dickerson. Mm. Uh, that I remember that that, uh, that signing, and I was expecting big things. It didn't try, quite turn out great. And then the one that I'm most disappointed on, and that I think um, I knew wasn't going to work out, was Alden Smith. I just knew that that was a uh. disaster, and that signing was uh, was going to be a terrible signing, and uh, turned out to be a terrible signing. <laughs> right? No, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Hey, Sal, thank you for the call, man. Good stuff. And I'll say this. I was hoping Alden Smith was going to work out, not even for reasons on the field. I was hoping it was just going to work out for his life, him getting right. And that goes the same with uh, who was the big dude that that I, I I drilled the other day. I talked bad about him the other day. Damn, I forget his name. Offensive line, defensive no, line? No, defensive line. Man, he was the big stud that the Raiders – he was a Cowboy too. He was a Chief too. He was just a big dude, dude for, big for nothing, uh, always getting high and everything. He's here in Vegas. I forget his name now. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, now. everyone else does too. Everyone, yeah. so right now, someone's yelling into the, the radio. They're like, Q, it's so and so. Yes, that guy. I thought he was going to be someone too. And I was I hoping. The person who popped in my head because I still can't think of his name. Weed Man. Come on. Yeah. You know, Weed Man. <laughs> I guarantee someone's already texted us in. Or maybe not. Okay, no, they haven't yet. But it's okay. But yeah, no, those guys, for, for reasons off the field, I was hoping it was going to work. Alden Smith, I was really pulling for that dude. Because, man, that guy, he could have been so – I mean, you saw what he was in San Francisco when – and he wasn't even right then. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was doing things that – like, rolling out of bed, just making things happen. And he, his mind wasn't even right. If he had put the work in like Max Crosby did, for example, not trying to, you know, prop up Max, Max too much, but look, Max realized that there was a problem. Like he said to us on Friday, if he didn't go and get clean, he probably wouldn't be in the situation he was on Friday, signing a, a, a nice four-year extension. David Irving. Yes, thank you. Man, that was driving me crazy. Thank uh, you me so too, much. Me too. Thank you so much. But yeah, those kind of guys, man. Alden Smith, David Irvings, all the talent in the world and just kind of just can't get right. You know, and, and that's just the nature of the beast. That's why sometimes it's better to be lucky than good because you find a way to keep yourself out of out of harm's way. And 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 that is 
Now, you know, that that will get you, man. You can be as talented as you want, but you can't if you can't get on the field and stay on the field, you can't do anything. And if your mind ain't right, when you are on the field half the time, you're not performing. David Irving was such an animal. And he only was on the field a handful of times. But when he's on the field, he was so damn good. I mean, Jason Garrett used to say it all the time. The dude could roll out of bed literally like 10 minutes later, go get three sacks if he wants to. He just never stayed focused and never kept his mind right and couldn't stay off of everything he couldn't stay off of. And so, I mean, it's just one of those guys. So those kind of signings, both of those guys I was excited about, and neither one of them worked out for the Raiders. Hey, real quick, second career for him, he's boxing now. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. And that makes that probably makes sense because he's going to box what? Every once every what? You, you're a fighter, not me. Oh, every maybe like once every four months. Okay, that's about right. That's about when he showed up on the football field. Every once every four months, maybe twice every four months. I mean, just really showed out. And I'm not saying he don't have to train for this, but I'm sure he probably cuts a, a few corners here and there. You know? It's a, it's a shame, but that's just the nature of the beast. Guys have it. Some guys don't, and, and he didn't. 707-654-4693. Who's up next? We got Border Jumper Raider on the line. <laughs> what's up, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q, what's up? It's Border Jumper Raider. Hey, Damon. Okay, He's that up. movie director from last season called uh, Sucker Punch. Hey, but what I wanted to talk about was um, <laughs> the new GM. He was ranked number one last year out of 32 GMs last year. I believe that he's probably trying to sell incentives. I really feel that also, remember the Patriots, they, they sold championships or, or that incentive for a championship, but I think they're also very conservative, and I think they are. McKenzie is a smart dude. I agree. That, thank you, my man, for the call. It's always great to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, man, these, these dudes, are, these dudes are, are smart, man. They, you know, and, again, we haven't seen anything, so I know that's another reason everyone's waiting to, to see how, how everything shakes out. But I, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, that, that it's going to work out okay. Uh, of course, it would have been nice to see them land the big fish in, in uh, J.C. Jackson, but they didn't. So now you move on to the next plan. And, and all, good, all good GMs have a plan that could be broken. I think – I don't know who told me that. Someone said that, but they said the best – the best person in charge is the one that is, or the best plan is the plan that can be broken. You know what I mean? Like you have a plan in place, and if that's the only plan that you have, it's not going to work because almost every plan, something's going to go wrong. So you've got to have something that you can fall back on. So the best, the best plan is the one that's uh, available to be broken. So that's that's just something that I'm sure that they are working on right now, and and there'll probably be some some agreements that we hear later on this afternoon. Maybe it's. Early tomorrow morning, who knows? But we all know one thing, they can't sign any contracts until Wednesday. Exactly, and maybe some things change. Maybe something's on the table with some people. I doubt it, but you never know. You never it's know. It's wishful thinking. It's, it's wishful thinking, but you never know how it's all going to shake out. Let's go back out to the phone lines again. Who's up next? We got Alan right here. Alan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, the question is, free to sign us that we were looking forward to, correct? Yeah, yep. I got 1A, 1B. Bill Romanowski, when he came to the Raiders, 90, it was going to be on in the linebacking group. He's talking about a guy that just imposes fear on offensive running backs and tight ends. I mean, the guy was a beast, especially with the 49ers and uh, the Broncos. So when he came to the Raiders, I knew it was on. Yep. And 1B, I'll say this, Q, when they brought you back from Texas and brought you back to the West Coast to meet a bunch of callers like us, Man, I was so hyped up because you bring it every time, and you brought them every day ever since. Thank you. 
Hey, man, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. That's awesome, man. The check is in the mail, brother. The check is in the mail. <laughs> hey, but say, hey, cash that thing immediately, though, because you know I'll get tempted. Yo, he said free agent signings. Bill Romanowski, 1B, Q. I'll take it. Hey, man, look, I'll take it. I appreciate it, really. And you have no idea. Uh, I went out on, on the town yesterday, me and the wife. We went around just kind of driving around, hanging out yesterday afternoon, just kind of sightseeing and everything. And uh, the weather was nice. And it was just it was just a blessing. Like, when we were driving back to the house, I was like, man, can you believe that we actually live here? And, uh, yeah, she was, she was beside herself. Like, man, this is incredible. This is something you talked about for years. And, Finally, it came to fruition. So it, it's it's been such a pleasure for me to be here, uh, let alone uh, doing a radio show at the same time and all this. So it's it's been it's been nothing but uh, smiles on my part. So uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, really, I do do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> we got a tweet from Corky, and man, that tweet is on point. And then we'll take a break. Nobody was more excited about Sean Smith than me. I thought we had our next franchise corner. Man, I remember when the Raiders got down to the wire. It it was between who the 49ers. And the Raiders, when it came to Sean Smith, man, I remember when he decided to go with the silver and black, I thought, I'm, I'm with you, Corky. I thought that Sean Smith was going to be a dude. I was looking at him like, yeah, man, he's going to lock down one side of the field and going to be good to go. I saw what he did in Kansas City. And then I started to get a little nervous when people, fans of Kansas City were saying, yeah, well, you know, he wasn't that great. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't that great. And I was like, oh, man, they just hating. <laughs> they just hating because he ain't going back to Kansas City. He's going to be a stud. Yeah, he was a dud. Sean Smith was an absolute dud. And you see what a lot of these players, because I've been looking at like Raiders yeah. signings, a lot of people, in, they, they finish their career with the Raiders. And right. not because they want to. No, I mean, that, that's, that's happened a lot, too. That's happened a lot, too. A lot of guys at the end of their career, uh, or else guys that go to the Raiders, and then after that, the rest of the league realizes they, they're not really that good. I'll tell you one guy where it wasn't even disappointed, but I was just like, oh, that might be a good signing. Doug Martin. Oh, like, yeah. you know, running back, I yeah. think they just call him like the hamster or something. Yeah, the muscle him. hamster. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he was a Bay Area guy. I think he was from Antioch. And so that was going to make it even better. That kind of goes for MJD, too. Maurice Jones Drew. I was kind of excited Ooh. about that, too. And that eh, that didn't work out that well. I'm either. not going to lie. He's like my spirit animal. I look at him like if I was in the NFL, that's who I'd be built like. Man, I hope he'd be built like MJD when he was actually in the league and not <laughs> how he's built now. <laughs> that's a that's a big dude now. I I I love me some MJD on uh, NFL Network. I do, uh, and I was so happy when when uh, the Raiders signed him as well. It's another Bay Area dude. Uh, where did he go? He went to De La Salle, right? Didn't he go to De La Salle High School? I can look it up like I know. I, <laughs> I think he went to De La Salle. Anyway, I know he's originally from Antioch, and so every time I run into him, I'm like Antioch, California, stand up. I ain't mad. I think he went to De La Salle. He did, in fact, go to De La Salle. There you go. As many did. As many did. I think the only guy who didn't go to De La Salle was Najee Harris, who actually stayed home and uh, went to high school in Antioch. But, uh, yeah, I was excited about that signing, too, and it just, well, like I said, didn't shake out the way I was hoping it shakes out. 320 is the time. Uh, we've kind of been doing cover three all show anyway, kind of telling you about the different updates throughout the, the league with the different uh, signings and, and who's agreed to what deal. So we'll continue to do that throughout the course of the show. But if you have something that you want to chime in on, uh, feel free to hit us up at 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 691. 187 keyword R&R. We do have Ed Grady coming up at 3.30. He'll talk about the Raiders side of things and what positions they should be looking at. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. I do want to encourage you to go to lvsportsnetwork.com. The brackets were released on Sunday, so we are having our own little bracket challenge. Again, lvsportsnetwork.com. Fill out your bracket. I am never good at these. I feel really confident when I fill them out. Start walking with my chest out. Yeah, man. Going to win. And then all of a sudden, first couple days, red, 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 red. It's like that red polo. And then all of a sudden, everything is gone. Well, you'll be con- you'll be good this year. You'll be straight if you got Memphis going all the way. I definitely do not. Okay. I definitely do not. <laughs> Penny Hardenway is not cutting down the nets unless he's cutting them down at the local school. Maybe the school that you were playing at uh, just the other day when you were playing so well. That's the only nets that Penny Hardaway is cutting down this hey, year. Hey, UNLV, you want to come? You were outside at UNLV. You weren't inside. Inside. Inside what? Inside the gym. Which, and not, which and gym? <laughs> the way the court is set up, too. On the first floor, there's like a, yeah. there's like a little court. And you there, if you just want to have some fun, you know, you ain't a real That's hooper. where you were at, the little no, court. but then you got to come upstairs. You were at the little court. If you want that work. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't giving nobody no kind of work. Buckets. Yeah, you, you might have been handing out buckets. It's like in Domino's when I always say that the weak man is sitting next to me is the is the guy that's the dump truck is giving up all the points. That's what you were. You were the dump truck. You were unloading, giving all the points. Speaking of UNLV, though, uh, the ladies, they made the tournament. They're in, uh, and they'll be playing Saturday night, and you can actually hear that game right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. We're going to play that in its entirety. So excited about that. They tip off at 7 p.m. Saturday night. But, uh, well, yeah, we'll be definitely uh, rooting on the Lady Rebels. Let's go out to the phone lines. we got Ed Grady coming up in a matter of seconds. Uh, who do we have up first? We got Marcus from Colorado. Marcus in Colorado. What's up, my man? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Q. Listen, I, I got a, I'm the first time caller, long time listener. Nice. And I, I got inspired to call today because of this Fargo Raider, man. I've been listening to him tell you how it is, and he nails it every time. <laughs> and I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate DeMont keeping all you guys in line. Don't give, him that, don't give him that much, man. Don't give him that much credit. <laughs> I'm going to give him all that credit right there. <laughs> listen, listen, Q, I'm not going to take all your time up here, but I just, I'm just i a lifelong Raider, and I, I appreciate what you guys have brought out for Raider Nation and keeping it, keeping it out in the open for everybody to be part of it. I really appreciate that. And, and so here we go. Tommy Kelly mm. and Bill Romanowski. Those are my two that, that I – I, I love. I loved Tommy Kelly. Yeah, he was. He was a good dude. He was fun. Was he I, on a personal level? He was probably a pretty good guy. He seemed like a good guy. Um, Richard Seymour, Warren Sapp, down thumbs down, man. Yeah. I, both those guys killed me constantly. Right. And I loved Warren Sapp. I am from Florida. I've been a lifelong Raider from Florida. And when Warren Sapp came to town in Tampa Bay, they're my NFC team. I loved Warren Sapp, but man, he let us down. Let us down. In this time moving forward, we need big offensive linemen. We need someone to maul someone. And same thing for the D-line. Other than that, I don't care what we do. I think our team is great. I think we need to fortify both lines, and we're done. All right. Let's go. There it is. Let's go. Good call. I like that, man. You mentioned Tommy Kelly. Remember that time in the game where he dropped his pants on accident? His uh, the belt came loose on his pants, and then it. Remember it? You don't. It was on the broadcast. You probably don't remember. You're you're a new booty, but I, I guarantee. My hey, man, what was Tommy Kelly like? Oh eight. Uh, I can't remember the exact year, but it was so funny because the whoever was calling the game, they're like, oh, I think Tommy Kelly just mooned us. You know, but it was funny because they said, I think. And it was like, well, there's no doubt about it. But anyway, just a just something that stood out to me about Tommy Kelly. I always thought he was a he was a really good player. 
You know, one really good player, that's Ed Graney. He's from ESPN Las Vegas, also the Review Journal. He plays his role, and he plays it well. Ed, welcome to the show. Uh, the legal Thank tampering. You. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, the legal tampering period has begun with uh, the NFL, uh, and the Raiders haven't done a whole lot. Sounds like they lost out on J.C. Jackson. He's going to the Chargers. Uh, do you think it's a bad thing that they're not super aggressive right now? I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I already see people uh, on Twitter ripping Dave Ziegler, which, you know, what's it been, six minutes? Right. Um, no, I think, I think you know, I'm not saying overly cautious, but, you know, you, you spend big money on these guys and you're taking chances with that kind of big money. So um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, there's still offensive linemen out there. There's still wide receivers out there. Um, we were talking on the show this morning. It might be a situation where, you know, they fill four or five holes with like maybe not the top top guys, but the second tier guys. Then fill a lot with the draft as well. So, you know, it's been a minute, uh, and I'm not going to you know overreact at this point. We got to see what the guys. And I'm sure he has plans. I'm sure he has uh, ideas and who he wants to go after. I saw. Um, now, did you see the one report on Tyron Matthew? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw. I I, I keep yeah. seeing reports from guys that. I don't really know, and so I don't know right. how much I don't know how much uh, I can really take from that. You know what I mean? Right. It's the Twitter universe of, of reporters, right? Um, in terms of who's reporting this stuff, but and and that might be true, it might not be. But to answer your question, I'm not I'm not overly concerned. It's it's you know there's how many really huge high market guys are out there, right? I mean, and then you kind of go to the next tier. So I'm sure they have a plan. That's their job, and I think you know. For being a first-time um, organizational heads of, the, of the, at least this organization in terms of uh, Ziegler and McDaniel's, I think you know at least right now they deserve the benefit of the doubt until we see what they do. Right, I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. I did want to ask you though, as far as you know, just looking at the team as a roster. I mean, you've obviously been covering the team for a very long time, longer than I've been covering the team here. Uh, what do you think that they? need what areas do you think as far as just like players and positions they should be focusing in on well i think after listening to the coordinators last week they need dbs Mm -hmm. um because i think that's what he's going to play a lot i think he's going to play a lot of dbs so i would look to there first um in terms of you know i'm looking at free agency or even the draft i don't know who you know we're going to see in time who they like in the draft but free agency i'd look at dbs um wide receivers interesting um, given what some of the money uh, slot guys made today, um, <laughs> right. I, I I saw one tweet that I, I agreed with. Hunter Renfro must be smiling right now if that's what slots are going for. Um, but you know, there's a lot of good wide receivers in the draft, just like we heard you know the year before the year before last, where you know it always seems to be a heavy wide receiver draft the last two or three years. So if you can't get someone on the outside right now, you know maybe they love someone in the draft that we don't know about. Again. It, a lot of this goes back to we don't really know. I mean, they've done their homework. They know what they want. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think offensive line, defensive line, they need interior guys because I think they're going to lose a lot of them. Um, you know, that that's obvious. Obviously, they, they, you know, they locked up their best edge guy last week with a lot of money. Um, and, you know, I thought that was a good move. Um, it's interesting. I think it's, it's funny. This is the first time in a long time we've had a lot of Raiders in speculation or news and nothing on Derek Carr, which is funny because, up until now, every day, you know, since the end of the season has been about Derek Carr. So I guess there's a one-day reprieve from not talking about Derek Carr at this point. <laughs> right. Oh, no, Ed, that's exactly where <laughs> I'm taking the conversation. Where Kirk Cousins getting $35 million guaranteed on again, his newest extension. Again. Shout out to the agent making it work. Is there any Great question agent. that that's what Derek Carr deserves to be getting $30 million at least guaranteed? 
God, it's a tough one. You know, it's funny because when Crosby comes out, we talked about this in the show today, when Crosby comes out and says, hey, they made it a point right away to say, we want you, no games, let's get it done. And then, you know, several times we've heard them talk about Derek Carr saying, well, we really need to get to know Derek. I think that's really interesting where they get, need to get to know the quarterback, but they had, no, they had no problem with the edge guy, and they got him locked up right away. So I still believe, I still to this day believe it's going to be a short-term deal at like 30 a year, mm-hmm. like maybe two years in that realm. I think there's an outside chance they're at least suggesting in their own minds he played the year at 19. I don't think that would be fair to him. Um, I think he should, at that point, take a kind of a strong stand of what he would do if they asked him to do that. So I still think it's, you know, more more or less a bridge deal of a couple of years at thirty around that range. That would offer them some more money in other places. So thirty-five. I'm not sure if they're going to get to that number, but I still think it's like a two to three year deal at thirty. Talking right now with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. The Review Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Do you think that there's any chance that the reason the deal hasn't been done with Derek yet is because they're trying to keep they're trying to keep their flexibility open as far as trying to build the roster? You know what I mean? Like almost oh, yeah. they had like a gentleman's agreement, like, hey, this is going to get done because Max's deal only was four more million, or no, it was only two more million, excuse me, against the salary cap than it would have been if he hadn't got extended. So it's not really bad this year. Obviously, it's going to be more next year, but this right. year is not bad at all. Do you think that they could be just trying to build this team up and build this roster up as well as they can before they actually ink Derek Carr? That's a great point, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that's a, there's a great opportunity to do that. And, and, and maybe we don't know that you know the agent and him have already had discussions with them. I'm sure the agents had discussions with them, and they might say, look, we need to see what's out there. We, you know, if we're going to play this defense, we need we need defensive backs. If your guy is going to succeed, he needs a wide receiver, um, and he needs to be protected up front. So, if I'm Derek Carr and I trust them right. that my deal is going to get done, I I have no problem waiting either. If I if I truly trust what they have to say, and I'm going I know I'm going to get extended for a good chunk of money, then I wait as well because look. You know, Derek Carr can get paid and everything like that, but if they don't have a good team around them, what does it mean? Right. And if I'm Derek Carr, I, I you know, I'm, I'm thinking that way. If everything we've ever heard about from Derek Carr is that he's a Raider for life in his own mind, he wouldn't want to play anywhere else, he just wants to win with the Raiders, then if they come to me and say, hey, like you just said to you, hey, we got to see what else we can get here, and that's going to make your life better, but don't worry, we'll take care of you, then I can wait a few, you know, I, I can wait another month or so, whatever it is, to get my money. Right. But you got to trust them. You got to trust them. I mean, yeah, you got to trust them. Because this is a business, and we all know how it can be. Speaking of weapons around him, uh, and this is just something that uh, obviously I know everyone's talking about. Devontae Adams says he's not playing on the franchise tag. That that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't shock me at all. But it would shock me to see Devontae Adams playing somewhere else that's not Green Bay this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Aaron Rodgers has agreed to come back uh, on whatever deal he's coming back on. That's got to be the one-two punch that's running with each other, right? Yeah, I don't think. I just don't think he plays anywhere else. I think Rodgers would have a lot to do with that. And look, I I don't know if I'm him if I play on the tag either. Um, you know, these guys, there's, certain, there's a certain window, as great as you are in that league, to get paid as much as you can. That's why, you know, we had this conversation, you know, about Max Crosby. I say, look, I never, like, I very rarely have ever in my career said guys get overpaid because to me it's like you, well, whatever the market bears. If mm-hmm. someone's willing to pay you the money, then go get your money, especially in this league especially as hard as this game is. So for him to say I'm not going to play in the tag, I don't, that doesn't shock me at all, but it would shock me if he played anywhere else. Now, you know, do you pick up the phone and call? You know, I mean, that's the thing. I think you pick up the phone and call on everybody. 
tell you the truth. I mean, right. uh, there, what, what's you know that conversation might be two seconds, um, but it might not be. So I'm with you though that he plays in Green Bay. I can't believe Aaron Rodgers, you know, was going to go back there and, and wasn't at least somewhat convinced that he was going to have his guy with him. That would make very little sense. So I think they probably get a deal done as these as these free agents fall and we now know what people are making. I think it puts in a better sense of what they'd have to give them. All right, Ed, you're a seven-time Nevada State Sports Writer of the Speak Year. Speak on it. Speak on All it. All right, Tom Brady, seven rings. Put Uh-oh. you in that category. Granny and Brady in the same uh-huh. category. Same category. <laughs> same category. All right, Ed, so if you walked away, if you said, I'm putting the pin down, how long would it take you to stay away before you got that itch and want to come back? From the laptop? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Oh. Before you said you am had to I, write am something I, again. Am I, financially, am I financially stable? <laughs> no, Ed. You know, where you, you know where you work, brother. I know the RJ is the RJ, and uh, yeah. Well, you know how you work, man. Yeah. But could you no. hang it up and then say a month later? The wife I would be like, back. you know what? You better get your ass back to work. Well, Q just hit it out of the park, so there would be no hanging it up. Exactly. Um, if, if the laptop runs out of juice, she's the first one there to plug it back in. To mine. <laughs> so, uh, no, I would never be in that position to make sure I come back because I don't think I'd ever be allowed to leave. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, he's not wrong. I'm telling you, that's I, I know. Damon, you see, you're yeah. still, you're young. You still think that it's going to be like, oh, Damon, go ahead and retire. Come on yeah. home. We can spend some time, quality time together. That quality time, man. That's for the birds. That's, yeah, that, that doesn't exist, Damon. You, you'll you'll know, you'll know that one day. That quality time, quality time doesn't exist. What exists is, you know, every other week looking in and say, hey, did, 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 did the check did the check cash? Exactly. Exactly. Did you get paid yet today? Hell, my wife exactly. knows when I get paid before I know when I get paid. By the exactly. way, your your check cleared. <laughs> now we got to go do this. Called direct deposit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hey, man, look, me and Ed are speaking the same language. Damon has no idea, but he will. You'll learn soon <laughs> yeah. enough. You know what, though? I did want to ask you, Ed, because uh, there was a big move that happened in uh, Major League Baseball today. The uh, the A's went and traded Matt Olson to the Braves. Uh, that's just a notorious move that the A's always make. They always go and trade their stars. That's exactly the reason why I say they won't work in Las Vegas, because the the, the model of business that they have, they don't keep their stars. There's no star power. So what would drive people here in Vegas to want to go to an event and watch the baseball team with no stars? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a terrific point. I don't think they're coming just because I think Oakland's going to end up giving them everything they want, at least close to everything they want. So I've always, and I might be proven wrong in the end, and that's fine, but I've always believed Vegas is leverage. Um, no matter how many trips he takes out here, Cobble takes out here, I've always thought. And as we've seen in Oakland in the last several months, they're more and more heading towards the way of dealing with them and, and making a deal come through. But you're exactly right. It's kind of a town where, you know, well, you can say the Golden Knights that everyone's hurt, but, you know, go get Jack Eichel, go get Mark Stone, go right. get Max Pacioretty, uh, the Raiders, sign Max Crosby, probably extend Derek Carr. It's a town that if they're going to have these pro teams, people can want to go see great, great players. That's not the way the Oakland A's do, do, do business, just as you said. Um, so you're right. I, I don't think they're coming but if they did, you're exactly right. It'd be a hard sell. It's a, it's a hard sell. Baseball's a hard sell nowadays anyway. I mean, you can go for cheap, but it's a hard sell for a lot of people that many dates. Um, but if you're a team that trades away at stars and doesn't, you know, when they get really good, you know they're going to be gone. You know they won't keep them. I think that's a really hard sell. All right, Ed, speaking of baseball, you know, baseball is coming back officially. The Dodgers opened up as the leader, the favorite to win the World Series. How confident are you in the Dodgers? 
I'm very confident, Demond. I'm hoping. I keep I keep refreshing Twitter to see when Freddie Freeman's going to make his decision. Um, not that they need him, Demond, but I'll tell you what: that lineup. If that guy ever slotted into the three hole, Muncie is the DH. Come on, if you have if you if you have uh, Turner hitting ninth as, as a second baseman, and then Trey Turner hitting uh, second after after Mookie, come on, come on, it's, it's ice cream, baby, it's ice cream. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, uh, really good. I'm going to tell both you guys right now that Mama Q is sitting at home right now not approving of the conversation when it comes to the Dodgers. <laughs> she is a Giants oh. fan, and she is oh. not approving of this. She texted oh. me earlier today talking about Buster, uh, uh, Buster Posey retiring and not happy about that. So, oh. yeah, Mama okay, Q is not happy. Gonna lose, she's probably going to lose Chris Bryant, too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- thanks, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you had your West title last year. It's, it's, time, for, it's time for the, uh, the, the blue crew to take back the, uh, the title. Mama, that's Ed Graney, E-D-G-R-A-N-E-Y, and he's on the press box, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., so if you want to get in the business, feel free to do so. Uh, yeah, I know people. He, his boss won't be mad. I know him. That's right. <laughs> he's a good dude. Ed, hey, man, fantastic stuff. Thanks so much for making some time Thanks, for us man. this afternoon. We appreciate you. What you got coming out on the, the RJ we need to be on the lookout for? Uh, March Madness special section we, we put out in two days, so that was really cool to work on that. And, uh Covering uh, you know uh, UNLV women's basketball, that'll be yeah. really cool. We're sending someone down to Tucson to do that, and then Vinny will be all over the Raiders. Vinny and Adam will be all over who who and when they start signing people, so people can stop being mad at Dave Ziegler. <laughs> there you go. Hey, thanks, Ed. We appreciate you, my man. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There he goes, Ed Graney. And again, Mama, that is Ed E D Graney, G R A N E Y. And you already know Demond, so he can't help himself, but. Yeah, Mama Q is not happy you giving the Dodgers love, man. That's a giant. I fan. just said, does he think that they're? Man, does he feel confident about them being the favorite? Hey, look, look, I didn't make them the favorite. She might have had your back at one point, but now she's definitely. I like, think Kershaw's washed up. <laughs> look, you gonna start throwing every kind of slug towards the Dodgers now? Just saying. Mookie ain't got it no more. Mookie's a bad man. <laughs> he is a bad man. 3.43 is the time. Let's take a quick break. Come on back. Close out the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Couple little nuggets around the NFL. How about this one? Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence has agreed to a new three-year deal with $30 million fully guaranteed and staying in Big D. He is believed to be the first defensive end to have his contract fully guaranteed for seven straight seasons. It's pretty good for a guy who I don't think is that great. I only played seven games last season. uh, Demarcus Lawrence, to me, has always kind of underachieved. Now, I don't want to take anything away from his game as far as him being a good player. I just never thought he was a great player. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between a good player and a great player. I never felt like Demarcus Lawrence was great. I know he's loved in that locker room. I know the fan base loves him, but I just never thought he was that stinking great. And like you said, coming off another injury, and they gave a boatload of money over the weekend to Michael Gallup. Coming off a t- torn ACL, there's a uh, yeah they're 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 dishing out the money in Big D. I just don't know if it's going all to the right guys. But hey, what what, what is it for me to to question them? Right, 
let them go out there and do what they do. I do want to give you a little nugget uh, about a player that we've talked about on the show today uh, from Connor Hughes on Twitter. The three teams in on Stephon Gilmore are the Jets, the 49ers, and the Raiders. Sources tell Vic Tafer, Lombardi, and me. Jets, 49ers believed to be the most interested. 49ers hoping to get Gilmore for below what Jackson Davis got at $16 million a year. So there you go. So it looks like and sounds like the Raiders are in on Stephon Gilmore, just don't know if they're going to land him or not. So there's one. And again, I think when it comes to priorities, it ought to be cornerback and it ought to be offensive line. And I think it's just really the bottom two right there. If the Raiders go out there and make a big splash at wide receiver, and I've said this multiple times, I thought Devontae Adams was the guy. Go get him that guy. Allen Robinson is nice. He's a nice player. Don't want to you know, sound like he's not good. I just don't think he's that difference maker, like that dude. He's and, not. And, and, but, I mean, I think he's good. I just don't think he's that dude. You know, I don't think he's the guy. He's not Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? So I would be comfortable with the Raiders going into the draft and getting a wide receiver if you're not going to get Devontae Adams. And if you do get Devontae Adams, it's going to take a trade. Exactly. And with the markets looking like in the – not saying that it's mini holes – but with the money that the team has available, just draft a receiver and fill up those holes with mm-hmm. veterans at other positions. I'll tell you this: uh, as far as as far as Dallas goes, I still would be very interested in Lyle Collins. I'd be very interested. I know some people hit me up and was like, "Oh, he's not good at this. He's not good at that." No, he's damn good. He's damn good. He would be a really good addition at the right tackle position. And he's not doesn't seem like they're getting the trade offers that they want right now. He's probably going to get released. And, and maybe that's what a team like the Raiders is waiting for, and maybe that's what most teams are waiting for, why they're not getting all the, all the different trade offers. I mean, you saw what Amari Cooper went for over the weekend. Not a whole lot. Late-round picks. Amari Cooper went for not a whole lot. What was it, a fifth and a sixth? Fifth and a sixth, and then they gave up uh, Amari Cooper and a sixth-round pick. Like, they swapped six-round picks. Like, Nothing. Yeah, he went for grapes. A bargain. Yeah, he, he did. I mean, now they got to pay his salary. But, yeah, they, uh, they went. They, he but went. we see, no offense to Christian Kirk, 20 million, 17 million. Right, right. Where you see, we're like the inflation. I know the salary cap is always rising. Oh, you're right. But after a while, it's going to be like 20 million. That's okay for a top 15 wide receiver. Yeah, but Christian Kirk's not a top 15 wide receiver. Well, he, 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 got, he got stupid money. I don't know where that came from. Besides Jacksonville, just say, hey, hell, we got it. Spend it. It's almost like that situation where you know something's overpriced and you're like, that's okay. I got the money. I'll just spend it. I can afford it. it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just I I'll, did just get paid today. Right, 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 right. And then all of a sudden, two days later, you go, well, did I really pay that? Why would I do such a thing? Right. Oh, I got I got drinks for everybody. Yeah, no problem. No problem. No, put that away. Put the, It's on me. Right. Yeah, I got it. Oh, that's not a big deal. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> that, that kind of scenario. But yeah, Christian Kirk, uh, he got some big time. Some big time bread. Got a tweet from LV Raider Marcus. Q, a lot of emotions in the nation right now. The people need to chill. We have no idea on their plans. Hashtag trust the process. Uh, I can agree with that 100%. And I get it, man. Uh, you know, there's there was reason to get pretty excited. It, it, it looked like there was a good chance that the Raiders were going to land J.C. Jackson. That would have been a big home run hit. But they didn't get him. So now they go on to the next plan. And, and I do think that Stephon Gilmore makes a lot of sense. And I wouldn't cancel out James Bradbury out of New York. I really would not, and that's going to take a trade too. But I think you can get a get him for a very uh, not a very low tra- uh, you know draft capital. But I think you can get him for like a fifth or a sixth round pick, and be good, and go get a guy that fits in with what Patrick Graham wants to do. Let's hustle out to the Raider Nation. Listen to line one more time. Who we got up next? Juan the Smasher. Juan the Smasher. You got the best name, by the way. I love it. Juan, what's up, brother? Man, what's going on, Q? Oh man, I'm chilling. Man, I'm blessed. Hell yeah, that's what's up. 
I'm going to chime in on those uh, free agents that you were talking about, the which was the good one and the bad one. For sure, the good one was bringing back Charles Woodson, Ooh. 2015. Yeah, man, uh, was 2013, 2015, one of those years. I think it was 2013, 14, when we brought him back. And I was so excited. I was like, you know, he was on his last, you know, but it's cool. Yep. He came back. He, he, you know, he, he, he brought like a spark mm-hmm. to the young dudes, and he was the OG. But I, I was happy for him because he came back to the Raiders, and man, it, it was it was dope seeing him back. And as far as a uh, as a bad one, it was Moss, definitely Moss. You know, he he was cool. He he was like a ninety nine in Madden. And uh, when when I when I met the man in uh, out there at, at the Amazon, I told him if he wanted to play Madden, but he wasn't ready. Uh, anyway, <laughs> on uh, Randy Moss, that was a disappointment, man. I couldn't believe it. And then, and then with him, he's over there talking trash, talking about he's not a Raider. Cool. You don't have to be a Raider, Randy Moss. Hey, you can go with a shun. Don't shine, Moss. How about that? Boom. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I like it. I don't, I don't like Moss, bro. I'm just putting it like that. He was a bad sign from, from the beginning or trade. Anyway, he, he was still trash. Thank, hey, good stuff, man. Thanks for the call. And I think a lot of Raider Nation felt that way about Randy Moss after it was all said and done. Hell of a player. No doubt about it. Hell of a player. But, man, uh, that did not end well with the Raiders. No doubt about it. Real quick, I love that he even threw in his Madden rating. Like, yo, he was supposed to be a 99. I thought he was a 99-2. I thought he was going to be a 99-2, man. I got excited. I got the jersey. I remember when Keek the Sneak said, oh, Raiders got Randy Moss boss. You know what I mean? He said, when, when Keek the Sneak drops your name in a song, it's official. You know what I'm saying? When Keek the Sneak puts your name on wax, it's official. And when Keek said that, I was, yada, I mean, I was on it, boy. You couldn't tell me nothing. I went out and got that 1-8 jersey, boy. I was excited. Excited for nothing. I went to the barbershop with that thing on one time. They damn near talked me out of my damn jersey. He was so bad with the Raiders. Got Vinny Bonsignor. He's coming up next. Make sure when you have an opportunity, man, lvsportsnetwork.com. Go to it right now. Fill out your brackets. You can win up to $1,500 in prizes. Make sure you do it and do it now. Vinny's up next in the huddle. This is Rare Nation Radio 920.